God's promises and prophecies were directed at the Jewish people, but he also had a plan for the church. Today, discover how Christians will be joined into God's covenants with Israel. Just ahead on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, proclaiming Jesus as Messiah to the world and helping you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and world events surrounding Israel. Well, we frequently talk on this program about how Israel and the Jewish people are at the center of God's plans for the last days. But for some Christians, that message can be confusing. Our guest today is going to help us to understand God's covenants with Israel and how Christians are actually grafted in and become fellow heirs. Please welcome back a friend who's written many books on this topic, Jacob Franzek. Jacob, welcome back. Thank you. I don't know how many books you've written, but you've written one really good one that I want to focus on today. Let, let me begin by uh, asking you how the divide, the great divide that exists today between Jews and Christians has occurred. There's a 2,000 year history of sort of spiraling, spiraling away from each other. How did it happen and how can we begin to repair that, do you think? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, um, theologians and historians continue to struggle to answer that question. There's just not a whole lot of textual evidence of why, there, why two groups that were so close um, grew apart so far and so quickly. Um, what it looks like, you know, just from what I've read, um, the Jewish people had, you know, they, they didn't worship Caesar. They didn't worship the gods of Rome. Everyone under Caesar's dominion in the Roman Empire had to do these things, but the Jewish people had an exemption. Um, it was legal for them under Roman law to not worship Caesar. But they only got that exemption because their religion was older than the Roman Empire. They're, they went all the way back to Abraham. So Caesar didn't require them to worship him. He let them off. As long as they offered a sacrifice in the temple on his behalf, he let them do their thing. Well, here comes another group of people that says, well, we're the children of Abraham, um, and we don't want to worship Caesar either. Well, the Roman authorities start asking questions. Well, are you guys Jewish? Well, we're not. We're not Jewish people, no, but, uh, but we're, we're part of that same thing. We fall under that umbrella and we should be a legal religion too. Well, there's a couple of problems with that. For the Jewish people, there's a danger that confusion about this will lead to persecution of Jews. Right. Um, which was a possibility and which happened several times. Um, this, the, the Jewish community in Alexandria was very vibrant and the Romans came in and just devastated it at one point. Um, the other problem is that these, these Christians, um, you know, they, they're going to be persecuted because they're not actually Jewish people, so they don't actually fall under the protection. So the danger is that these Christians will say, well, let's, if we can just convince the Romans that we're actually the, the real group that's descended from Abraham, we're the, we're the real expression of faith that dates further back than the Roman Empire. And these, these Jewish people, they missed the boat and they're not actually part of the group anymore. Um, so with that kind of tension, with Jewish people saying, whoa, you, you know, you can't make those kind of claims and this is bad for and dangerous to the Jewish community and the Christians pushing back on the Jewish people, um, they grew apart. Uh, it looks like they grew apart very quickly. How do we begin to repair a 2,000 year legacy of complete separation and a history of animosity? 
Yeah, and you're right, it, it is, it just continued. Um, and over time, I think it just got worse. Uh, you have, you know, you have uh, in the medieval period, you have uh, Christians forcibly converting Jews to Christianity. And then um, if these Jewish people were found to be doing Jewish things, like for example, lighting Sabbath candles in their homes on Friday night, um, after converting to Catholicism or converting to Christianity, um, the authorities would come in, they would seize their belongings, and they would even be tortured. Um, these things weigh heavy on the heart of the Jewish community today. When the Jewish community thinks about what does it mean to be a Christian and what is Christianity like, um, it's these people that have oppressed and persecuted Jewish people. And no Christian today would, would do those things, and no Christian today would advocate those things. In fact, I think every Christian would say, no, those things were inexcusable. But those actions created uh, a rift that is, is going to be extraordinarily difficult to heal. Jacob, you represent, for me anyway, a middle-aged Jewish believer, a, um, a breath of fresh air because you're a young Christian leader who says, look, Israel matters. The Jewish people matter and we're connected to them. We're seeing this less and less in your age group and younger. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it briefly yesterday, but please tell us again, why is that the case? You know, younger people, um, younger people have grown up with this idea that, um, you know, there are so many groups that are oppressed. Women have been oppressed and minorities have been oppressed and all those things are true. Um, and they are always on the lookout for a group that's oppressed. And in previous generations, it, it would have been obvious to say, well, it's the Jewish people. They've been kicked out of so many places and they've been persecuted. But in our time, um, those things are, are, are becoming a more distant memory because Jewish people do have a safe place. Jewish people can live in America and Jewish people can live in Israel. Um, so what it looks like to a young person is that the Palestinians in Israel are the oppressed group. They're the oppressed minority. And just like women used to be oppressed and minorities were oppressed, now the Palestinians are oppressed. And so now, uh, you know, a lot of young people are saying, no, sanctions on Israel, don't buy things that are made in Israel, support Palestinians, uh, you know, divest shareholders, divest from Israeli companies and so and forth. And very dangerous. And young people in college, and they're jumping to the aid of a cause, right? They are, and some of them are leaving the faith entirely, um, but others are going to other forms of Christianity that just don't have that heart for the Jewish people. Um, like reform theology is growing. Reform theology is a, is a growing movement. Uh, you find lots of new church plants, lots of growing churches under that movement as young people sort of flock to that. Um, and, and part of that, part of what they're getting there is a theology that, that agrees with that whole idea that Israel is the oppressor and they don't really belong in that land. What caused you to realize Israel matters and matters enough for me to actually research this and write a book about it? You know, for me, it all started with Jesus. Um, as, a Jesus as a Jesus follower, yeah, as a Jesus follower, I felt like I had to know Jesus, um, but just reading the Gospels and all the things that I'd been taught, I just didn't feel like I was getting the whole picture. Uh, I got confused and I got jaded and I got, um, you know, just got to a place where nothing made sense because Jesus didn't really make sense. And when I found out that Jesus uh, didn't come to, to reject the Jewish people or he didn't come to end the Jewish way of life, but actually came and lived the Jewish life. He was a proponent of Judaism. He taught, he was a rabbi. He taught Judaism and the Jewish way of life to his disciples. And when I learned that he is a practicing Jew. Um, that caused me to start reevaluating my theology of, of lots of different things. And Israel was one of the first things um, that I had to reevaluate because if Jesus is still a Jewish person and identifies that way, 
what does that mean for, for me as a Christian and my theology of the Jewish people? If that's how he identifies himself as a Jewish person, a Jewish rabbi, a king of the Jews, what is my relationship to the Jewish people? Well, that's people? what we're going to talk about when we come back. What is our relationship to the Jewish people when we return? Jacob's going to talk about that and also about what it means to be engrafted into the olive tree, which is Israel. And then later, a nine-year-old girl who founded a ministry to help children in some of the world's poorest regions. It's an incredible story that you don't want to miss, so stay with us. Make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Burness and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The dedication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Burness under a traditional Jewish kuppah, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org slash Passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. I'm back with author Jacob Franzak, and he's written a new book called Israel Matters, putting the Jewish people back at the center of God's plan. And Jacob, what I think is so impressive is you are a young pastor who has a young, growing church made up of young people primarily, right? You have a large percentage of young people. Yeah, a lot of young, young people, young families. And you understand that Israel does matter. And sadly, so many millennials in particular are picking up the Palestinian cause. They're uh, swallowing lies. And they're actually becoming anti-Israel, which, by the way, anti-Israel is really a repackaged anti-Semitism. It's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is dangerous. And I think at its core, these people want a good thing. They want to see anyone who is oppressed to be delivered from oppression or from bondage. And that's, you know, that's a biblical theme. But what has happened is, is that pendulum has swung past, let's help uh, Palestinians maybe who are hungry or something like that. And it's swung over to this, well, let's attack Israel and let's you know, strip Israel of legitimacy as a, as, a, as a state or as a nation. Okay, so help someone on, that, that does have a view of the Old Testament, done, the law done away with the New Testament. It's about Jesus and my faith in him, mm -hmm. my sins are forgiven, and that's what I believe now. Give a, help us to understand that something more, more full. Sure. Well, I, in my mind, the key to understanding those two different covenants is to understand one that came before both of them, which is the covenant that God made with Abraham. Um, God promised Abraham that he would uh, make him a great nation, and he would, his descendants would bless the whole earth, that he would be blessed, anyone who blessed him would be blessed. This, this, this whole list of great promises in Genesis chapter 12. And all Abraham had to do was just listen and do what God said. And at the end of Abraham's life, he had done all those things. And all those promises that God gave to Abraham, now God is obligated to fulfill all those things to his descendants, to the Jewish people. 
Now, later on in the narrative, uh, we find in Exodus, God makes another covenant with the Jewish people. And in this covenant is a little bit different. Every generation of Jewish people, since God gave them the Torah, the Old Testament law at Mount Sinai, they're obligated to obey God and to obey the commandments that he gave them in order to receive blessings from him and to stay in their land. Well, so now it's contingent on their performance. But later, God says, I'm going to make a new covenant with them that's not like that covenant. I'm going to make sure that they're blessed because I'm going to change their heart. And I'm going to make sure that my people obey me and do what I'm asked. And of course, that's what Jesus came to bring us. Absolutely. Now, you, let me read something in your book to tie this all together because maybe you're asking, what does that mean for me? I believe in Jesus the, I, and I love the Jews, I love Israel, but what does that mean for me? And here's what you say in your book. Those who believe in Jesus, this, this is page 63, can participate in these covenants and promises. Of course, speaking about the ones that you just told us, those of us who have dedicated our lives to Jesus are in Christ and in him, we inherit all the blessings God promised to Abraham and to his descendants. Now, you're not saying we replace the Jewish people, but we become inheritors of with the Jewish people. Yes, Unpack right. that more. I think sure. that's great. Yeah, and, and I think that um, it was God's plan from the beginning to save the whole world. The whole world fell into sin, and God wants to save the whole world. So, um, so God chooses Abraham, and he chooses the descendants of Abraham, the Jewish people, and he makes these gracious covenants with them. Well, Jesus comes, and he comes to redeem his people. But, you know, Paul talks about this in Romans 9 through 11. What happens is Israel stumbled. Israel stumbled over her Messiah. Instead of seeing who he was and, and enthroning him as her king, Israel stumbled. And so Paul says, well, Israel stumbled. And what happened? God opened the door, like almost in the middle of that stumble, God opened the door for people who are not Jewish to come in and be part of God's family, to be grafted in, as he says in Romans 11, grafted into the olive tree. Um, the, the way that that happens is, well, Jesus, as the King of Israel, Jesus as the King of the Jews, as the Messiah, as the Messiah, as the anointed King. All the, he's the King of the Jews, and he'll always be their King. But we, uh, I'm speaking of Gentiles, we have the option to enthrone him as our King as well. We can come under his umbrella and say, not only them, but us. You, you are our, our light to our lives. You, we want, we want you to teach us how to live and what God's will is, and we want you to save us from our sins too. Um, and he's just graciously opened the door for us to come in and, and be part of What a beautiful thing, yeah. beautifully stated too. Just very, very quickly, because we have 30 seconds left. How will Israel matters matter to somebody that loves the Lord right now? How will it help them? You know, someone who loves the Lord, um, if you love somebody, if you really love somebody, then you're gonna love their family and you're gonna love their children. Um, God has said of Israel that they're his people and they're his children. So all the people out there that love the Lord, um, you know, if, if they're not supporting the Jewish people, not just past, not just future, but today, doing whatever they can to support and help the Jewish community and promote um, Jewish interests and Jewish charities and Jewish values, um, then how, that we're doing God a disservice by saying we love him, but we don't love his children. Israel really does matter. And it's a very, very clear, uh, easy to read book that explains why Israel and the Jewish people are at the center of God's end time plans and how you as a Christian are grafted in. This book is really gonna help you and you will grow in your faith. Jacob's gonna be back again tomorrow, so be sure to join us. Well, up next, an extraordinary nine-year-old who started her own minister to help children in need. It's an amazing story, so stay with us.
Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Jesus, the Messiah, to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe. The Lemba, this faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a new book by Pastor Jacob Franzak, Israel Matters. This insightful resource clearly explains why Israel and the Jewish people are at the center of God's plan and how the church is called to redefine itself in light of that. For Christians, this can sometimes be a confusing message, but this book breaks it down, explaining how Christians can also be grafted into God's promises and covenants. Along with it, we also want you to have this beautiful Aaron's Blessing keychain. It's a replica of the oldest known copy of biblical text, the Aaronic Blessing. It's perfect for carrying your house or car keys. And the words of the Aaronic Blessing, the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, will be a constant reminder of God's love for you. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today, to bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and these two beautiful plaques, which come together as one to create a stone gate. One plaque reads, I will bless those who bless you. And the other reads, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They make a lovely addition to your home or office and serve as a wonderful reminder to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, along with the plaques. We'd also like you to have a CD teaching by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. In it, Jonathan Burnus answers such questions as, what is replacement theology? Why is it so dangerous? And what can we do to counter it? It's an incredibly important resource that will prepare you for talking to those who believe in this lie. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid, and to help countless others around the globe. Please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. My next guest is an extraordinary young woman. When she was just seven years old, God gave her a vision to create an organization that would help children in need all around the world, especially Jews in Ethiopia. Take a look. These are the drugs that I created um, and painted and decorated. So now it's time for you to collect money for your job. So have your creative mind and do whatever you want with the job as long as you have the love on them. Snickers, what do you think of the job? I like the job. They are very pretty. So thank you for watching and just collect money. Now this all got started 
when you were just seven years old. Is that right? Yes. Seven years old. And you wanted to give your piggy bank to kids in need in Africa. Is that right? Yes. What inspired you to just give all that money to kids in need? God, I'm homeschooled. And we were studying Africa, and um, we so happened to land on Ethiopia. And so we have, we got this book, Children Just Like Me. We read the book and we looked up Ethiopian Jews and I just stared at them for seconds, just like looking at them. Why don't they have anything? Why don't they have any shoes? I mean, so then after that, we um, looked at a video of them. And then after that, I asked my mom, can we go downstairs and pray? So we went downstairs and pray and I said in my purple beanbag and after we prayed I felt the Holy Spirit come to me and tell me you need to create children for children. Wow. Stacy what's what was going on with you during this time did you see the Lord stirring her heart? Um, she just was very much led by the Lord to want to create change to to create and change the children's That's lives. That's an amazing thing for, you know, for a seven-year-old to be moved like that by the Lord. So it began with your piggy bank, but then you actually started fundraising. You're a little fundraiser, yep. a nine-year-old <laughs> fundraiser. Yep. Okay, so you gave away your piggy bank, God moved on your heart, you had this vision, yep. and how did you begin fundraising in the beginning? I called my rabbi, Rabbi Steve, and he, I asked, well, First of all, I asked him, could I speak at our congregation on Friday night? And he said, sure, why? And I said, God has given me an amazing vision to help Ethiopian Jews. And he let you speak? He let me speak, and I raised about 300 to $400 that night. You have this minister now, Children for Children, and we have this yep. beautiful collection jug, and they can actually get this going right to the website. Children for Children Ministries. And they just, they print it out and put they it right on this jug like you've yep. done. Mm -hmm. Wow, Gabriella, there's a lot of parents like your mom and your dad is here in the audience. And I'm a parent and there's a lot of parents watching with kids your age. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? Their kids can, can serve the Lord. Yep. Their kids can raise money, mm -hmm. right? Their kids can help people in need. They can, this is what I've heard for many years. You can do whatever you want to do by God. Well, we are very, very proud of you. And we're very proud of you, Mom, and your family. Thank you. And you keep up the good work. $10,000 so far. Yes. And you're going to raise a whole lot more, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, and we, it does. we have a couple of things for him, don't yes. you have a couple of things? We have. Just let him have you go ahead and tell him. We have a special surprise for you. You can go ahead and open it. Should I open it right now? Yeah. Oh, I love presents. This is great. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Telling us the first. Okay. It's the first oh, yeah. and only Children for Children t-shirt. And it's double X. This will fit me just great. Look at that. <laughs> children for Children. When the juice lady comes soon, and she will have to. And it has the slogan on the front. This will be big. And it has yes. Okay, the let's logo. look at it. And the, on the back, back has the logo on the back. And, and this is one of the first, huh? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. We have another surprise for you. We have a check. Oh, I love surprises. I decorated it. Oh, my. <laughs> we would like to just to start as our partnering with you and, and Gabriella's 
um, would like to just give you that as our first donation to start with the partnering with Jewish Voice and moving on from here. To Uncle That's JB. Her. Well, thank you so much. Great job, you guys. Keep up the good work, Rabriella. Children for Children, started by a seven-year-old who's now nine, is making an impact on so many lives, but there's still so much more to be done. If you'd like to learn how you can help, please go to our website, jewishvoice.tv. We'll be right back. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Jesus, the Messiah, to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe. The Lemba, this faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a new book by Pastor Jacob Franzak, Israel Matters. This insightful resource clearly explains why Israel and the Jewish people are at the center of God's plan and how the church is called to redefine itself in light of that. For Christians, this can sometimes be a confusing message, but this book breaks it down, explaining how Christians can also be grafted into God's promises and covenants. Along with it, we also want you to have this beautiful Aaron's Blessing keychain. It's a replica of the oldest known copy of biblical text, the Aaronic Blessing. It's perfect for carrying your house or car keys. And the words of the Aaronic Blessing, the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, will be a constant reminder of God's love for you. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today, to bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and these two beautiful plaques, which come together as one to create a stone gate. One plaque reads, I will bless those who bless you. And the other reads, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They make a lovely addition to your home or office and serve as a wonderful reminder to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, along with the plaques. We'd also like you to have a CD teaching by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. In it, Jonathan Burnus answers such questions as, what is replacement theology? Why is it so dangerous? And what can we do to counter it? It's an incredibly important resource that will prepare you for talking to those who believe in this lie. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid, and to help countless others around the globe. Please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. I want to thank you so much for watching today, and thank you to Gabriella Daniels and Jacob Fromzak. They'll both be back tomorrow, so we hope you'll join us again. As I close out the program today, I want to remind you, as I do in every broadcast, 
to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I love Psalm 122.6. It says, may they who love you prosper. So if you want to prosper, pray for Israel. They need our prayers. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Thank you.